We may have just seen the Jim Harbaugh era die in East Lansing. I'll explain next on this week's episode of Michigan Podcast. But there's going to be one team that's going to play solely as a team. No man is more important than the team. No coach is more important than the team. The team, the team, the team. Looks deep for Anthony Clark. Waits for it. Near Clark. This is no time for that. In the pocket and a sack. Tim Jamison. Brady gets terrific. Throws it. And a touchdown night again. Schultz just before Brazil got it. And a leaping interception by Woodson. Harbaugh back to throw over the middle. Caught by Collinger at the five on his feet. Touchdown, Michigan. On its way. It's good. He's 5'7", 179 pounds, a junior at Michigan. But Jamie Morris packs a wallop, and he delivers for Bo Schindler. And here's your first play. Pressure coming. Sack. It is Glenn Steele, number 81, who fought his way through the traffic. Option. And Robinson calls his own number, and he's going to score. Oh, an easy touchdown for Ron Robinson and Michigan. championship again because we're going to play as a team. And when we play as a team and the old season is over, you and I know it's going to be Michigan again. Michigan. Go Blue, I'm Steve Dace. Welcome to this week's episode of Michigan Podcast, and it is a downer. Um, But on the other hand, same old stuff, different day. It is what it is. it's, It's Michigan football in games that matter. Despite a box score that looks like a game you should never lose, Nearly 600 yards of offense, and you don't lose the turnover battle. And a 30-14 to 14 lead late in the third quarter. Because it's Michigan, and because we're coached by Jim Harbaugh, we decided to continue leading the nation in red zone field goals and punting the ball and making mistakes and leaving opportunities out there on the field and snatching Snatching defeat from the jaws of victory once more. And yes, the officiating wasn't good. Chris Childers on Sirius XM, I was listening the other day. He was on a rant about, I didn't even care who won the game, and it was so bad it made me mad. In particular, there was the call before the half that clearly was a fumble. It clearly should have been a touchdown for Michigan. The Wolverines had four more points, and of course, in a cruel twist of ironic fate, lost the game by four points. However... After that moment, as bad as that call was, and it was inexplicably bad, that's not Columbus 2016 where they did that to us on the determinative plays of the game. 
Michigan went on to hold a 30 to 14 lead after that. You're up 30 to 14. You're up 30 to 14. You're up 30 to 14. But as we have seen repeatedly under Jim Harbaugh, Michigan plays not to lose. The teams we go against play to win on fourth and one. Mel Tucker calls for a 40-yard corner route. Peyton Thorne, who was not good at quarterback most of the game, of course, of course, throws by far his best ball of the game. Michigan, there were two play, four plays, I should say, two two-point conversions, two plays in the red zone. Michigan could have stopped them or two fourth downs, I should say, and two plays for two-point conversions. Michigan stops one of those four plays. Probably wins the game. They went 0 for 4 on all four of those plays. Why? Because this is what Michigan does under Jim Harbaugh. The paradigm changes, the coaches change, the players change, the schemes change, but the results in the games that matter largely remain the same. And I, I mean, past history is indicative of future performance always, almost always. So to me, I, I, we're making a coaching change this December or next. It's just a matter of how much longer we want to continue to delude ourselves. I thought it might be interesting to go back and look at what I put on Twitter in the aftermath of the game. And now a couple days later, and I've had some time to sleep on it and mature. Do I, do I feel, you know, like maybe I overreacted? Hells no. For example, I tweeted this stat from ESPN. Three and nine against Michigan State and Ohio State. Folks, if I had told you on December 30th, 2014, when Jim Harbaugh was hired, he would go three and nine against Michigan State and Ohio State, you'd had me drug tested. And yet here we are. Two and nine on the road on the road against ranked opponents. It's the worst win percentage by a coach with a single school in those games. Again, none of us thought this was going to be the result of him getting off that private plane there on the Ann Arbor tarmac on, on December 30th, 19, or 2014. And yet, though, here we are. What about this next one? I tweeted out, you know, 9-3 and three doesn't matter. It doesn't. 8-4 and four doesn't matter. It doesn't. 10-2 and two doesn't matter. It doesn't. All that matters is meaningful seasons and titles. Harbaugh has neither. And we'll never. And we all know it if we're honest with ourselves. You can see what's coming. We're going to go 10-2 and and lose to Michigan State and Ohio State. You know and I know. That's the Harbaugh way. Purgatory. That's what we do here. Drain circle. The most painful outcome possible. No clear definitive verdict. Just enough to keep you hanging on. Fool's gold over and over and over again. And man, I hate this. This is my favorite player growing up. But, as the great prophet Bill Belichick once said, it is what it is. Like it's like this next one. Yes, the refs sucked. As I pointed out, they screwed us out of four points. But come on, man. We had a clown show with substitution issues. What, the, what was that? That's clown show middle school stuff getting caught repeatedly with an inability to have the right position groups and substitution patterns on the field. We had Greg Robinson-era tackling. I think that was Jonas Mouton out there missing again. We sucked in the red zone again. Then there were the plays we should have made. 
Like when Luke Schoonmaker jumped off sides on a fourth down where Hassan Haskins, it looked like he was going for a touchdown on that run. There's the touchdown that Blake Corum dropped in the first quarter. We got Cade McNamara's best possible game, and he still left yardage and throws out there, and we still lost. If Did any of you, if I would have told you at the beginning, if I'd have said last Tuesday, Michigan's gonna, Cade McNamara's going to throw for 387 yards. How many of you think Michigan loses? Answer none. And yet here we are. Next. You know, when a guy is coached, I, I, said, I said a few minutes ago, past history is usually indicative of future performance. When, when a guy has coached college football for more than a decade, this is Jim Harbaugh's 11th year as a college coach, and has no championships, might I submit, and I just don't think it's because I just, I'm drinking the haterade here, you just aren't a championship coach. I don't know. You're 0 for 11. Who goes 0 for 11? Well, Dave Dabo. Dabo Sweeney wasn't 0 for 11. Stop it. 0 for 11. Now, Michigan may not care. I don't know. Maybe Michigan doesn't care about championships anymore. You blow a 30 to 14 lead. That's pathetic and inexcusable. But I know there's going to be some apologists out there. You will enjoy masturbating over that citrus bowl. I get it. Just make sure to lube up and close the door. No one wants to watch that. Talking about you, not just another citrus bowl. But it could apply to both. Then there's these slaps. Man, next year, we've got so many guys coming back. I really think the 12th time's the charm. Some gullible smackass somewhere. Man, at least get paid by the university to be that gullible. What happened in the era of fans who lost their minds way too early? Bring that back. Man, we have become such wussified, soft-headed as a culture that we now look for opportunities not to lose our poop over sports. I like the old days when we fired coaches like who had great records against top 10 teams because they lost one of those games like Lloyd Carr. Bring that back. Men were men. We knew what men were. We had hair on our chests, right? Nowadays, it's like, well, I think the 12th time's the charm. I think you're a freaking idiot. That's what I think. Grow up. Jim Harbaugh's accountant loves you. And now you're going to hear this apologetic spin. There's a lot to play for. Blah, 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 blah. That is all apologist drivel. None of it's true. Unless there's a literal miracle come Thanksgiving weekend, because apparently that's what it takes for a team named Michigan to beat Ohio State, not a team named Purdue or Iowa. Um, The Harbaugh era probably died out there. And it's just a matter of whether we admit it this December or next. The guy can't win these games. We have, we have seven years. Seven years. Now, quick aside, the last time I thought this about a coach was Jim Hart, was John Beeline after he lost to Ohio State at home in a brutal basketball game, and it looked like his program had petered out. Then, of course, he went on the greatest run any Michigan basketball coach has ever had. But here's the thing. Before those moments, he already had a run far better than anything Jim Harbaugh's had so far. 20 and 21, guys. 20 and 21 against Power 5 teams with a 500 or better record. Let's close with this thought. Guy sent me a note, said, I'm not ready to bail on the season. I've seen too much college football to think this five-week gauntlet goes chalk. Counterpoint, we've seen enough Michigan versus Ohio State to know it isn't very likely, but we still have a ton to play for, beginning with three very winnable games. I'm still all in. I've seen enough of 11 years of Jim Harbaugh coaching college football to urge you to check what time the Citrus Bowl is played. That's what I would urge you to do. 20 and 21 against Power 5 teams with a winning record. 
20 and 21. 20 and 21 against Power 5 teams with a winning record. 20 and 21. I hate to say it, but it doesn't make it less true. Jim Harbaugh has built a resume here off of pounding scrubs and surviving Indiana, and then he ambushed Notre Dame one rainy night. And that's about it. They get to the game that's kind of on the brink of the game, like when they beat Penn State at the end of the revenge tour in 2018, right? Um, or beating Wisconsin on the road this year. That, that swing game that gets you to think, oh yeah, they're in. This is the year. And then the moment comes when it's time for Michigan to announce itself as its return to relevancy on a national level, as something other than, um, you know, uh, Paul Feinbaum clickbait fodder. And then every time that moment comes, face plant. And that's what happened in East Lansing. And I, I don't see any evidence that it will change because the assistant coaches change. It's Tim Drevno's offensive line. It's Don Brown's man-to-man coverage. It, the quarterbacks change. Wilton Spate broke his collarbone. John O'Corn sucks. Shea Patterson, you know, didn't take the new offense seriously engulfed. You know, these, these tropes we have in every offseason to explain away what we are seeing before our very eyes. And yet, though, the one constant through all the years, Ray, has been Jim Harbaugh. He remains. We change everything else, and he remains. And don't tell me we don't want to start over. I don't know. Michigan State started over. And they started over with the fallback coach candidate. They wanted Luke Fickle first. This was their fallback guy. He's kicked Jim Harbaugh's ass twice now. He's got a better program than, than we do already. He had no offseason year one. No offseason. Had the same record Michigan did, but his two wins were against Michigan and against the team that won the Big Ten West, Northwestern, who finished in the top ten. He's going to be in the top four of the college football playoff rankings tonight. He had no offseason year one. He's got a roster of 40-plus new guys in year two. He's already built a better program than we have. How in the world can you possibly, possibly excuse this? How can you say it takes 8, 9, 10 years to build a championship program when we just got our ass kicked again by a coach who hasn't even been there two years yet? And that's why I want to tell you about DraftKings. NFL fans, if you're hungry for a big win this week, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, they've got you covered. New customers, you can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. It's just that simple to win. If you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code MICHIGANPODCAST and bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets if they win. You win with the promo code MICHIGANPODCAST this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And remember, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 800-270-7117. 21 and older, Michigan only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions.
Well, you know what that sounder means. It is time now for the 10-minute war, a little homage to the 10-year war back when Michigan and Ohio State was a rivalry and not the hammer meets nail that it is now. Let's bring in our friend and reasonable, yes, there is one, folks, Ohio State fan, Mark Rogers, who himself, that's right, he's the only one, uh, self-proclaimed. He's got his own outstanding college football channel right here on YouTube. Check it out. Mark Rogers, the voice of college football. They keep you updated on all things college football all year round. And if you follow Mark, you might uh, might make some money because his point spread picks are pretty good as well. So, Mark, um, I've had a few days to think it over after Saturday. I really haven't simmered down really at all. Um, I, I think we're moving on. It's just a matter of whether we admit it this December or next. I don't buy any national media takes. Well, you know, they've got a lot to play for. They showed a lot in offense. I've just, I've, I'm doing the time warp again. This is always what happens in these games. They either don't show up, uh, like what happens against you guys, or we kick field goals in the red zone, play not to lose, and 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 lose. He is 20 and 21. Jim Harbaugh is against Power Five teams with a 500 or better record. 20 and 21. 20 and 21. His entire resume is crushing scrubs and surviving Indiana, and one win over a three-loss Notre Dame team on a rainy night. That that's it. That's the Jim Harbaugh resume in seven damn years. So I'm not going to ask you to talk me off a ledge because I'm out of limbs. All right. But what are your thoughts? Well, Steve, I think you've come to know that I come on here and have for quite some time. So thanks for the continued invitation with a very measured approach, not bashing Michigan. I've tried to take a very measured approach, but let's understand. I don't have an emotional investment in this deal. So it's easy for me to do. If this was going on in Columbus, I'd be blowing a gasket and chopping heads. Yes. So I I get it. I get it. Uh, I did think it was an impressive performance for the most part on Saturday. I do think 552 yards was impressive. I I thought Cade McNamara was threading the needle. He looked better than he ever has. Antrell Anthony, where did he come from? I I just thought that they found playmakers and they they found an offense that was prolific, dynamic, fun to watch, explosive, and efficient. But then in the second half, Mel Tucker, who has repeatedly told us what kind of program he's building and what type of team he's building in the shape of himself, tough-minded, tenacious, hardworking, don't give up, physically prepared for the grind in the fourth quarter. That's what took over and seemed to win it. And so I would say that I would like to see the rest of this play out because I don't know how good Michigan State is. I don't know if they just defeated. I don't know if these were two top five to 10 teams facing each other or two top 25 teams, and it was just a great football game to watch. But Michigan State's going to be far behind Ohio State, and they're going to be a 9-3 and team at the end of it. And this loss won't look as quote-unquote good as maybe it does today if Michigan State marches on to a college football playoff appearance. So I want to see this play out uh, to the end of the season to see if this is a vastly improved Michigan team or this is what actually I predicted during the offseason to be a run-of-the-mill Jim Harbaugh team that's going to go 9-3. and three. Let me run some data past you uh, uh, that's on my Twitter feed at Michigan Podcast. These are probably the five most important losses of the Jim Harbaugh era. All right. Michigan State 2015. Now, in every one of these games, Michigan had the lead late in the game. 
okay? Late third quarter, fourth quarter, every one of them, okay? Michigan State 2015, that's the uh, botched punt game, right? Okay. These were the, This was our last uh, six possessions in the game with the lead. Field goal, punt, field goal, punt, punt, turnover. Iowa 2016. Fourth quarter lead. Last four, last five possessions. Punt, punt, field goal, turnover, punt. Ohio State, 2016. Fourth quarter lead. Last four possessions. Touchdown, punt, punt, punt. Ohio State, 2017. People forget. Michigan had the lead in that game and knocked Dwayne and, and knocked uh, JT Barrett out of the game. And a freshman, Dwayne Haskins, had to come off the bench trailing in that game. Okay, people forget. Michigan's last three possessions in that game. Punt, turnover on downs, turnover. Michigan State 2021, 30 to 14, right? That's the lead, about six minutes to go in the third quarter. Here's Michigan's final five possessions of the game. Punt, field goal, turnover, turnover on downs, turnover. The names change, Mark. The coaches change. The assistants change. The schemes change. The players change. It ain't Wilton Spate. It ain't Wilton Spate's collarbone. John O'Corn sucks. Uh, you know, uh, Tim Drevno doesn't have to coach an offensive line. Don Brown runs the same man-to-man on every third and long. All right, those last two are true. But um, it, it's, it doesn't matter. It, it, there's one thing, there's one constant through all the years, Ray. It's Jim Harbaugh. All right. And this is an NFL style of game management um, where that this is why over 80 percent of games in the NFL are decided by one possession, because this is how you play in the NFL. You get a two possession lead. Teams don't do things like hurry up offenses where you're caught in middle school, uh, you know, substitution patterns like Michigan was repeatedly last Saturday. And there's like an agreed upon, you know, uh, rules of engagement. And so you get a two score lead. You run the you run the 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 the, you know, uh, prevent offense and defense. You let the other team they score with about three minutes left. Then you run you run your four minute offense and win the game by, a, you know, a single possession. That's why three is the most often decided margin of victory in the NFL. OK, this is college football where the variance is a lot higher. You have to keep scoring. You don't stop scoring, okay? Because you never know when Kenneth Walker II might become Red Frickin' Grange, all right, and become the only player ever to rush for five touchdowns against Michigan. We've been playing this sport since 1879. This is a constant, Mark. They don't play to win. And then there's always something. All right, so yeah, the Ohio State 2016 game, I firmly believe we got screwed and a lot of those things happened at the formative events of the game, but maybe don't have your quarterback with a broken collarbone thrown from the end zone for a pick six. Maybe don't have a 30-yard downfield obvious holding call on a screen pass that would have iced the damn game. They were up 30-14. to 14. That was a bad, dumbass call that took those points off the board before the half, but they were up 30-14, to 14, Mark, Late in the third quarter, it's not like that determined the game. They they had that game won then and there. This is the pattern under Jim Harbaugh. We play not to lose in these games. We kick field goals in the red zone, how we lead the nation in, in field goals in the red zone this year. All right, this is a reoccurring pattern. And I just, I don't see how it changes. And don't tell me, well, you don't want to start all over. Dude, Michigan State's on their fallback coach candidate. The fallback candidate. The guy they didn't want. And they wanted Luke Fickle, remember. They're on their fallback candidate. He hasn't even coached two years. Didn't have an offseason last year with COVID. He's already got a better program. This, this crap has to stop.
Yeah, if you've got a mid-level ACC school and your coach is plodding along at 7-5 and five every year, you don't want to start over because that replacement coach is probably going to win three or four games if he's as good as the preceding coach. But in your situation, uh, it should be a top 10 to 15 recruiting class again and again and again with or without Jim Harbaugh. And uh, Mel Tucker is showing us, and he's not the first, that you can take over a program and you can turn it around pretty quickly, especially when you've got, we saw elite talent on the field for Michigan, certainly offensively, and then at certain levels on both ends of that pass rush, certainly throughout the game. So they have players to work with. Uh, I was impressed with the athleticism and the playmaking ability on both sides of the ball out of Michigan. But like you say, sitting on a 30 to 14 lead with five minutes left in the third quarter, uh, is ludicrous in today's college football. You know what your school does with 30 to 14 leads, Mark? <laughs> uh, they become 45 to 14 leads. That's what they become, 45 to 14 leads. I mean, I, I just I, I'm, I just don't see how it changes because this has gone on for seven years. This has gone on for seven years. So I, I don't and, and I, can, I, can, I can just tell you how this season's going to end. Are you ready? Mark this down, all right? So Indiana is, is a dead team. They'll beat them Saturday night. Next week, they'll go to Penn State and win. Penn State's season's basically over. They're on a third loss. Uh, James Franklin might have one foot out the door. He's 9-8 and eight in his last 17 games. Uh, Michigan's lost two in a row to them. So Harbaugh, rare, Harbaugh doesn't lose three times in a row to anybody unless they're named Ohio State. All right. So they go there and win. And now we're all back on the bandwagon. They're nine and one. All right. Then they go, they, they find a way to survive Maryland and probably an ugly sandwich game. And we just spin that as, well, it's a sandwich game, a look away spot and look ahead spot. Hey, we're 10 and one, probably rank like fifth or sixth in the college football playoff ranks at that point. Right. Fair. Okay. And then, then you lose to the, then you lose to the Bucknets on your own field Thanksgiving weekend, like 45, 24. And you have the most hollow 10-2 and two record in the history of intercollegiate football. And then you get a New Year's Six Bowl bid, but it's to like the Fiesta Bowl, and you're going to play like Cincinnati from the group of five in a no-win scenario. You beat them, nobody cares. You lose your Paul Feinbaum's favorite damn whipping boy for nine months. That I'm just telling you, that is the Harbaugh era. Whatever is the worst possible scenario so that you don't ever get a definitive verdict one way or the other, so that you can remain in purgatory, drain, circling into perpetuity is what's going to happen. So mark my words. You remember I told you that is how this puppy finishes. Tell me I'm wrong. I really can't tell you you're wrong because uh, take 2020 out of the mix, as I did many times during our discussions before the season started, we are seeing Michigan football under Jim Harbaugh, which is certainly a better product than what we saw the previous five or six years, but it is not good enough to win Big Ten championships. And the only addendum that I could possibly make is maybe you go to Penn State and lose that game. So maybe it's nine and three. But now, uh, if that happens, that range, if that happens and Ohio State puts it on us again, you can. You, he is absolutely on the hot seat. You, absolutely, he is on the hot seat. You start seven and zero. Oh, and then go nine and three, and you lose the three the three games that matter most on the schedule. Absolutely, we're back having the exact same conversations we had last November and December. And that's fair because it's seven years. It's not Steve Sarkeesian starting 
four and four and blowing games in his first season at Texas. And it's a much higher level of what Scott Frost is doing at Nebraska, but he needs to go because he's not getting past his barriers, his challenges. This is at a, again, higher level. And uh, what Jim Harbaugh is accomplishing could be done at 85 to 95% of the schools in the country, and they would be ecstatic. But you want to win Big Ten championships. You still have the leadership in Big Ten championships, I believe, 42-39, but it's dwindling quickly. My expectations aren't too high. I, I'd like to maybe win a Big Ten championship every 10 years or so and not lose and, 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 ha, and, and beat Ohio State more often than Purdue does. Yeah, I'm just absolutely friggin' ins- I'm clinically insane, obviously. Yeah, you have achieved just enough under Jim Harbaugh just for him to keep his job. Um, if if there are miracles, they do happen. They do exist somewhere out there. So that's why I want to see the rest of the season play out rather than, and I know this isn't going to happen. They have too good of a record and too high of a ranking uh, for this to be a TCU, LSU, USC situation where the coach gets fired before the season's over. Uh, but uh, there is a possibility that Ohio State's not quite what they've been. And then Michigan, that performance, we, we again, we just have that uh, game isolated to see, okay, Michigan, Michigan State, now let's see them go out and play somebody else, mm-hmm. meaning Penn State or Ohio State, and then we can measure it a little bit further. It's, you know, the data points add up. Good to see you as, good to see you as always, brother. Thanks for joining us again this week on Michigan Podcast, okay? Thanks so much, Steve. Appreciate it. You bet. Take care. This week's Twitter poll results. We asked you, should Jim Harbaugh be retained next season? There you see my vote is no. 40.2. I had the same vote last year, though, but nobody listened to me. 40.2% of you agreed with me. No. 31.7% said beat Ohio State or get out. If I had it, if I had it to do over again after sleeping on it for a couple days, that would probably be my answer. Okay? Just to give it one last chance, all right, because you're going to finish the season anyway. All right, beat Ohio State or get out. I'm totally fine with that. Uh, I don't understand the 28% of you that are like, hey, let's just keep doing this over and over again. That that I don't understand at all. Let's get to this week's feedback of the week. This is from Susulugu. Susulego. Susulego. That's actually a pretty cool name. I should have gotten it right the first time. Susulego says, honestly, my head is cooling off a bit after a few days, and I have to agree. A win over Ohio State would be monumental. Susulego and others like you, why do you do this to yourself? Why are you doing this to yourselves? Seriously, some of y'all need an intervention, okay? Stop it. Don't, Don't do that to yourself. You know why a win over Ohio State would be monumental? Because you haven't freaking had one that matters in 18 years. That's why. That's why. No, beating their interim coach when they were 6-6 six and six doesn't count. That's To me, I'd rather have lost that game in hindsight. It's even more pathetic that that's your one win. That's your one win. Makes it look even more pathetic. Don't, don't, don't. The only people you're helping is Jim Harbaugh's accountant. That's the only person you're helping. 
I don't know what to do for some of you. It's been seven years. The same thing keeps happening every time. Might I suggest you wait until they show you something different before reacting to anything different from what you've already seen? Just my two cents. That'll do it for this week's episode of Michigan Podcast. We will be back next week to talk about our perennial survival of Indiana, except for last year. Uh, Until then, make sure that you like, rate, subscribe, five-star review, share, uh, follow, whichever the case may be here on iTunes or YouTube or Stitcher or Google Play. Uh, We appreciate all of you that give us that positive feedback and help us to reach more depressed Michigan fans just like me. You can also follow me on Twitter at Michigan Podcast, where basically I've given up and I'm counting down to men's basketball. Until the next time, I'm Steve Dace. Go blue.